as they circled the great pot in the dye shed behind the potluck yarn shop. The knitting witches could barely believe what they had just witnessed. Scarcely a week ago, their former teacher and dye mistress, Arbogine, had finally summoned them back to herself to conjure a simmer. Her call of cold fire crystal bursting over the horizon was the signal they had hoped for these past twenty years. It meant they would gather to use their outlawed magic in an attempt to save their world, now being ravaged by war and greed. Just tonight, for the first time since the potluck disbanded so long ago, they had stoked the fire under the great pot, seeking a shared vision. But would the simmer reveal a true revelation? That required all twelve witches, and they could only come up with eleven, they thought. Fearing to wait any longer, Arbogine had begun the simmer anyway, first billowing steam clouded above the dye pot to transport their dear elder Mamie Verde to forgotten caves known as Guardian's Watch deep within the Northland Glacier. There she could assume her role as the next custodian of the First Folk, whose ancient secrets threatened to destroy them all if they should fall within the Dark Queen's grasp. Then the witches encountered the image of Mamie, when young, in the heavy hourglass filled with shards of crystal. The hourglass that in some circumstances made time stand still. Finally, red-haired Ratter recited a legend none had heard before. It was the lost tale imparted to her through mind-speak by Mamie, who had been the keeper of tales before she slipped into her half-dead state. Now it looked as if the simmer had finally released her to take up her new responsibilities, many years overdue. For the forbidden crystals to release their magic into the dye pot, a potluck simmer required a full quorum of witches, known as the Twelve. Nonetheless, the simmer looked like it was working, which puzzled Sierra Blue, who had been the last witch to arrive tonight. Mamie was safe, the Siri alpaca they had plunged into the pot was dying nicely, and as Mamie's successor, Sierra had been named the new keeper of the tales. Yet she counted only eleven witches, including herself. Her lion eyes scanned the broken circle, trying to determine how it could have become whole. Their potluck queen, Arbogine, stood with her back to the broken dye cupboard. The mantle of her black and violet simmer shawl draped over her aged shoulders, urging them to continue. Next to her, on a stool, because she was so short, was Smoky Joe, the gnome who loved to play with fire. Then came Esmeralda and Indigo Rose, skilled with remedies and plants. Mamie's former place in the circle came next, the one Sierra herself had just inherited. Two odd witches filled the next spaces, Ratter, tender caretaker to Mamie, who had inadvertently become the keeper of one last tale, and Lavender May, driven near mad by her quest for the amethyst missing from the powerful crystal necklace stolen all those years ago. Sierra paused to consider her own daughter, Sky Blue, in the place formerly held by herself, and Little Teal, whom all knew as Trader, the youngest and most recent addition to the group. A gap stood between the two girls' spaces, made more noticeable now that Trader held the hourglass high for all to see. That gap was where Tasman had stood among them before she destroyed Trader's aunt, Tracery Teal.
who had been one of their own. Tasman betrayed them all and fled south to become the Dark Queen, and was the cause behind the present war. Finally, Sierra's eyes rested on the Highland Shepherdess, Winter Wheat, the one among them who wandered farthest, the house-mother Lilac Lily who travelled least. Sierra looked around the room carefully. If Teal was really just a ghost, and Mamie no longer counted among the twelve, there were just eleven witches here.